Everyone needs a pastor. A visit to the pastor's study brings biblically faithful pastoral ministry to you and help from those with proven experience in Christian service. We want you to be part of the program during the 30 minutes ahead. To visit the pastor's study today, text your question at 516-367-0391. Again, that's 516-367-0391. Now welcome to today's Visit to the Pastor's Study with Pastor Bill Shishko. And I am your host, Pastor Bill Shishko. We invite your calls. If you're listening on Saturday, you may call in and be on the program live by dialing 631-955-5400. Or you can text your questions any time in the week to do the kind of thing we're doing for this program. Give us questions to put together future programs. Text questions 516-367-0391. Well, this is an open forum week as we wrap up Education Month on a visit to the pastor's study. I usually invite another pastor to join me to answer questions that you've either texted or emailed. And that's our plan for today. In a previous program, Pastor Drew Anigenberg of the West Saville Reformed Bible Church in West Saville, right here on Long Island, talked with us about his family's experiences with foster parenting. And Pastor Drew gave a a big encouragement for parents, singles, and churches to consider the great opportunity that foster parenting offers to show the love of God to needy and hurting children. And that program prompted a lot of interest in the topic and lots of questions too. So we're going to take most of the program just to field those questions and to invite others from you. Again, if you're listening on Saturday, you can call in with your question, live call in number 631-955-5400, or you can text your questions any time in the week, jot the number down, put it under Pastor Bill 516-367-0391. Pastor Drew, Thanks for being with us again on A Visit to the Pastor's Study. It's good to be here with you, Bill. Great. Well, we've got a lot to do, Pastor Drew. I'm a poet and don't know it. Well, okay, as we would, as, as I think we kind of expected, uh, the big question that, that's come from our listeners is essentially this. How do you carry out the discipline of foster children? And I'm sure that's related uh, to the question of the now the fact that some biblical principles of discipline um, may conflict with with state requirements for parenting working with foster children, talk with us about discipline of foster children. Okay, so um, you know it's certainly a big topic, right? And um, one of the first things to remember for a foster parent, right, is it's a special and temporary situation. Foster care by nature is temporary. Mm-hmm. So you have sort of conflicting emotions, conflicting ideas, uh, because, you know, for instance, the kids are calling you mom and dad, and yet you're not their mom and dad, and you're not going to remain their mom and dad. And so you have sort of the duties of a parent without necessarily all of quite the same role or tools of a parent. Uh, And and there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, sort of things to sort out with each child. So. One of the things my wife and I talked about as I was thinking about the program was the idea that, you know, discipline, whether for foster children or for your, your children, uh, you know, biological children, uh, is an all-day affair. You know, if you really want to talk about discipline and not just, you know, how do you do punishments or whatever, you want to talk about discipline, it's teaching all the time. It's uh, giving attention. 
And I find that um, uh, one of the the interesting and sanctifying aspects of foster care is that, you know, when, when kids are acting out or there's ugly attitudes from kids, it tends to bring out ugly attitudes in parents, uh, uh-huh. you know, anger and impatience yeah. and embarrassment in such a way that uh, we're really stretched, we're really challenged. So uh, in the case of our foster children, you know, sometimes we're very stretched and we find that when it comes to discipline, uh, you know, again, uh, the old wisdom, right, is an ounce of prevention is better than a pound of pound cure. Of cure yeah. And that means that, look, um, our expectations about what our days and what our times are going to look like become very different. You know, so uh, you take foster kids into your home and you think, oh, we're going to continue on our schedule. We're going to continue to be a busy family. We're going to continue to do all the things we used to do. And then you're frustrated when it yeah. doesn't happen that way and when the kids are acting out. And you find that you have to turn your ex- expectations way down so that, you know, uh, we kind of laugh about how a victory for our day is just finding all of our shoes, you know. <laughs> and a victory for our day is one successful yeah. trip to a store or something yeah, like that. Yeah, you should explain. You have a four... Four children, we have four children, biological and then, children, and now with us at the moment three other children, three foster children. So let's get my wife and I even raising our six. We we, we would have what we call uh, P- POA meetings, a plan of action yes. or plan of attack in some mm-hmm. cases. How do you and your wife? Um, can you plan your week? I mean, how, how do you talk through what you're going to do so you don't get overwhelmed with? with so many things. Well, this is, uh, you know, again, this is the the uh, part of the the issue of foster parenting, the the teamwork that it takes to yeah. man, you know, to do crowd control and to do, you know, to yeah. cover all the bases. Uh, and so, you know, some might say, "Hey, well you're skirting the question." Well, not really, because what we're trying to do is set the we're trying to set the standards for the household in such a way that the kids can actually meet them and not always be butting up against frustration and punishment and trouble so that when we actually get to the points where discipline needs to be done, now we're talking about, um, you know, the essential things. And we're not talking about just like I'm upset because, you know, we're not moving no, fast enough, you know, in, in when really we have hungry, tired, upset, you know, uh, kids we want to deal with those times where discipline is needed. Now we want to talk about how discipline requires, you know, it requires teaching, right? It requires, uh, you know, it requires us to show kids where, you know, where the sin is, where they're going off track, and also, you know, what needs to be done to correct it. Usually when it comes to dealing with kids also, it's like, look, we've got to de-escalate the situation and bring sort of the, bring the temperature way down again where everybody's worked up. And so we find that a lot of the time uh, when it comes to discipline, what we're doing is trying to just bring, you know, it's, it's arresting the child and having to, having to endure, you know, a lot of screaming or a lot of, you know, they, they have a lot of fear or they, they don't understand what they're being punished for or what they're being arrested for. And they sort of need to, to bring the momentum way down to where we're sitting with them and we're explaining to them, you know, this is, um, you know, this is what we're trying to fix. And what we end up doing a lot, which you'll appreciate being a Presbyterian minister, right, (laughs) is the Westminster Shorter Catechism. We talk them through so often. We talk them through what God wants, you know. Uh, You know, uh, know, we ask them 
about, you know, who made you? God. What else did God make? Everything. Did he make your sister? Did he make your yeah, brother? Okay. Are, do you hit and pinch and, and fight with, you know, someone, you know, someone, something God made? No. And we, we kind of talk our way through these things. You know, uh, we talk about, you know, kindness and sharing. What does, you know, what does God want from us? And we just have this conversation that's going on all through the day. And as a parent, you know, this is where I think there's a lot of frustration. Foster children, generally speaking, even more than your kids already, are very high maintenance. They haven't received much training or parenting necessarily, much guidance. And now you're on, like, triple duty, you know, uh, in a temporary situation. And so, yeah, it's it's a challenge. And you're not limited in your in, in teaching children the Christian faith in your home. No, generally not. Um, you know, th- there are guidelines. Uh, in other words, uh, you know, it really it really depends case by case. And you would have to talk to your foster care workers about the, the expectations for these kids because the parents still have parental rights. Right, and they okay. might have intense demands or they might have very open demands. And so, you know, that's something you would have to discuss with the caseworker and say, I don't know if I can take, you know, I don't know if I can take a case where they're demanding me to do things that I don't think I can well, that's do. That's very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you, a parent who's an atheist and says, uh, I know my child knows to, needs to be in foster care, but I don't want a Christian. Clearly, yeah. you're, you're, you could say, no, well, that, it wouldn't fit with this situation. Right, so, yeah. so no one, you know, in terms of foster care, no one is forced into a situation that, they're, I can't, that they say, I can't handle this and I won't do this. Okay. You have to accept the placements. And uh, so that's the other major thing. You know, those who have questions about discipline, you'll find— it's so different to talk about a three-year-old child versus a 15-year-old child, a seven-year-old child versus, you know, versus a 10-year-old child with special needs. And, and because of the difference in diversity, uh, it's very difficult to say, well, how do you discipline foster children? It's like it, it's such a big question. And the, the, some of the first steps, right, are talk to the caseworker about this particular case and where you know the condition of the children, where they're coming from, and where they're where you think they're going, and what the expectations are from them versus what you expect, and uh, that's a conversation that needs to happen. Okay. And uh, the other conversation, uh, you know, that that's going to need to happen, right, is depending on the age and stage of the child. There are many other foster families with children of the exact maybe same age or condition okay. that you want to talk to also. Interesting. Yeah, I, I think the, the, the translation of Proverbs 22, 6, that's often translated, train up a child according to his way, um, and when he's old, or, or train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he'll not depart from it, mm-hmm. is not a good translation. It's actually train up a child according to his own way. You've got to be sensitive, as you've been mentioning, to the different characteristics of each child. In fact, that might be a particularly operative text with, with foster children. You, you, in, in our interactions, Pastor Drew, you used a phrase that I wrote down, the incredible range of needs, that is with foster children, requires very nuanced thought for each child. Develop that a bit. Oh, absolutely, right? You see this with your children in your home, one child very different from another, their interests very different from another, their understanding and way of communicating very different from another, so that, you know, one child, uh, uh, you know, for instance, a seven-year-old girl um, it 
wants to please you naturally. You you barely you barely have any difficulty directing that child, whereas another child will immediately bring their their anger or their frustration up to ten, and you can't you can't discipline them. You can't even talk to them if you if you understand what I mean. Yeah, so sure. you can't. You can't show them anything until you first sat with them while they cried and snot-nosed, oh, yeah. blubbered, and you know, like you. And you sit with them for five minutes while they scream before you ever get to a point where you can apply any kind of real direction to them. And that time is needed, and no amount of of punishment will stop them wow. screaming. It's uh, the, the long suffering of God yes. represented in you. Wow, this, this is why, folks, it's a fascinating topic. Pastor Drew Anigenberg with me. We're talking about the massive topic and the great opportunity and challenge of Christians having foster children into their home. Um, another one of the questions that, that came up is basically how do you get started with this? We'll talk with Pastor Drew about that after this message from the voice of a visit to the pastor's study. It's not enough to listen to pastors on the radio or to watch them on television. Everyone needs a biblically faithful pastor and everyone needs a biblically faithful church. A Visit to the Pastor's Study is a ministry of the Orthodox Presbyterian Churches in the metropolitan New York area. We're no substitute for a faithful pastor in a local church, but we are a supplement. Visit our website, www.visitthepastorsstudy.org, and you can bring the ministry of this program right to your electronic device. Here you'll find archives of past programs, a weekly message from Pastor Bill's Pastor's Post, helps for pastors, helps for congregation members, material for officer training, and much more. That's www.visitthepastorsstudy.org. And we also invite you to contact the host of this program, Pastor Bill Shishko. You can email him at visitpastorbill at gmail.com. He'd love to hear from you so that he can bring his pastoral ministry to you personally. That's visitpastorbill.com. Bill at gmail.com. Remember, everyone needs a pastor. And now back to today's edition of A Visit to the Pastor's Study. Pastor Bill Shishko here with you today. Foster parenting your questions. My guest is Pastor and foster parents several times over. Drew Anigenberg of the West Sayville Reformed Bible Church, West Sayville, Long Island, New York. And that's a congregation of the United Reformed Churches in North America. You can text your questions about this topic or anything else any time in the week, 516-367-0391. Or you can call my study, 516-593-1507. You got my voicemail, my electronic secretary, but uh, we'll set up a time. You can chat or just pose your question and we'll deal with it on a visit to the pastor's study, or you can email me, visit Pastor Bill. That's all one word, pretty easy to spell, visit Pastor Bill at gmail.com. Well, as you would expect, again, other listeners have asked about how to get started with foster parenting. Um, Pastor Drew, what kinds of questions should parents, prospective foster parents, ask um, so that they know what they're getting into? Well, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of introspection, a self evaluation to do, so that um, as you're preparing and thinking about the you know the possibility of foster care, uh, you want to be ready. Uh, you know, this is a from a particularly Christian perspective, right? To show the love of God 
to show the fatherly, you know, uh, parental care to those who need it without necessarily expecting to receive back from the children or from the family that you have helped any kind of affirmation, any kind of, uh, you know, receiving back from them. Because, uh, it, you know, it, results may vary. No matter how no. much love you pour into the situation, there's a lot of brokenness there. So you want to be prepared, as it were, to suffer loss. And the ministry of foster care is a ministry of love and suffering. Because even when it goes its best, it's full of suffering. Because it's full of uh, the kind of love that you sacrifice that you hope will launch a child out of your house and back into their home with their, with their sounds parents. Sounds to me like you're talking about the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. That would be on it. The That's, okay. So, okay, well, what, put it this way. What kinds of questions um, should parents ask to know what they're getting into? Or if, put it another way, and probably connected with it, how, do you, how did you prepare your own children for this? We, we haven't talked about that yet. So, uh, you know, one of the things we talked with our kids about as we prepared to do this, right, was, you know, talking about the difference between us and them, as it were. The kids that are coming in, what's the difference between them and you? Did you choose to be born into a house where you have two parents that want to, you know, care for yeah. you, teach you, and so on? No, you didn't choose that. You're not, we're not better than them, and, and, and we're we're able to care for them and when we have much you know in terms of family life and when we have much we have space we have you know a home we have sort of care together as a family we want to give to others yeah. and we want to share that with others in a way that is constructive now of course you know when you really treat the the kids coming in like siblings then you also fight with them like siblings, and I, you know, I just yeah, mean the sure. the general pressures of kids, li- you know, being in. No, you mean the even pastors' kids fight with yeah, one what another? Yeah, what do you know, <laughs> right? What do you know? Uh, so, you know, the reason I uh, uh, the reason I think about some of these these basic questions, right, is then it, it really transfers over to you know there you have to ask yourself, can I love these children and give them up? And if that will break you to pieces, uh, and and you feel like you know. If you feel like that's not possible, you have to be careful of, of going to foster care when maybe you should be seeking adoption. All right. Well, that, um, now that you're there, this is this is not from a listener, but it, but it's from the host. Okay. Because yeah. I, I, I've wondered about this. I, I mean, are there some parents who shouldn't be foster parents, or are there situations in which foster parenting would simply be a really bad idea? Well, we find out about ourselves, right? How, you know, when I'm faced with a child that needs a lot of attention, a lot of care, do I really have the patience, you know, to deal with them constructively? When you, when you uh, face children with a lot of needs and a lot of mess in their situation, uh, do I resent the parents, uh, you know, uh, instead of wanting to see the family restored, do I resent them? The parents of the foster right. child. And, yep. and uh, you know, that can be very—that's not constructive, right, if you're trying to restore the family. What about, um, what about if you and your spouse have different ideas about what you're going to do with these kids? And, you know, again, you want to be on the same page as your spouse because you really need a tag team, you know, sure. uh, type of work to be able to handle the load, and you want to be supporting each other in all of these different questions of what are we willing to do? What, you know, what ages, what stages can we take? How much pressure can we handle? Um, and uh, the overall, you know, the overall theme is can we suffer loss 
but maintain our endurance and our patience and and can we be stretched by the ca- you know the care of these children but continue to remember that it's not from them or from their parents or from the foster program that I'm getting the reward, but it's it's from God, God yeah. who rewards us, you know, gently. Yeah, again, it's, it's the cross and foster parenting. That'd be a great article for you to write in all sure. of your all of your spare time, foster yes. parent and pastor. <laughs> all right, well, this is one other one that's come in. As time getting short here, but I did because it came in. It's one that I wanted to address, um, and and it's it's basically. Um, how can local churches help parents of foster children? Well, this is, uh, you know, this is a beautiful and important question. I think last time I was advocating for churches looking at this as a, a mission, a local mission, and saying, okay, practically speaking, this family could benefit from help with babysitting, help with meals, help with transportation— just the general prayers and encouragement and acknowledgement of the congregation that this is this is an opportunity for the gospel in our community and to look at it as something that they should be supportive and prayerful for uh, is such a help, such a beautiful thing. So do you put specific things, say in your church bulletin, um, the Anakinbergs would need might need help with meals this week. Whatever, or whatever like that. we might need. Yeah. You know. Okay. We, we, but, but you but you get that out publicly in some way. A lot of times, it's we have public times of prayer, and we're explaining this is the situation we're in. At at the very least, we're looking for your prayers. Uh, if there's a very specific need, rides, uh, uh, material, whatever it may be, we we're open about it. And, and you'll also contact people and say, could you give us a hand? Yeah, exactly. With, yeah. Uh, so it could be anything, and that's what's interesting about foster care. The, the possibilities are so diverse that the needs might be very yeah, diverse, sure, and sure. we're ready to ask. And, you know, people have very encouragingly stepped forward and provided from various, you know, yeah. uh, directions whatever was needed to do this task, you know, to care mm-hmm. for kids that are in, in need, sure. to care for families in need, and it's been a blessing to our church. Right. Give us your contact information. Our contact info at 31 Rollstone Avenue in West Sayville. You can email us, uh, pastor at wsrbc.org, and you can find us on the web, wsrbc.org, westsaylereformedbiblechurch.org. Wow, thanks so much, Pastor Drew Enigenberg. Well, foster parenting is not for everyone. This is as we come to counsel from the pastor's study. Folks, take seriously the thoughtful advice and suggestions that Pastor Drew gave to those of you who are thinking about foster parenting. Bottom line, count the cost, and it is the cross. However, hospitality is for everyone. In the New Testament book of Romans and as part of a collection of exhortations about the true Christian life, the Apostle Paul says in Romans chapter 12 and verse 12, seek to show hospitality. And hospitality literally means love of the stranger. And the Apostle Peter says the same thing in the fourth chapter of his first letter that's part of the Bible's New Testament. And Peter says, show hospitality to one another. And then he adds, without grumbling. Now, why is that so important? Why is opening up our homes and our hearts to others a distinctive mark of the Christian life? Well, at least here on Long Island in New York, people don't like to open their homes to anyone other than their family members if they even open their homes to them. But why are Christians called to love people they don't even know and to do it without grumbling? 
Well, the answer is because that's what the grace of God in the gospel is all about. God opens the home of heaven and his own heart to others. In fact, he gives an open invitation to all to come to him and to his house through his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. God loves the stranger, and he shows that love to the stranger, and he does that in particular ways through homes like yours and through local Christian churches that are meant to show, well, show the kindness of God the Father to all around them. So, whether or not you open your home to foster children, do you open your home to your neighbor, to those who've been visiting your local church, to the waiter or waitress you befriended at a restaurant, to a refugee who's trying to figure out his or her way in this new and strange land? How are you representing your hospitable God as you open up your heart and your home? Think about it. My thanks to Pastor Drew Anigenberg of the West Sayville Reformed Bible Church, West Sayville, New York, for being my guest on a visit to the pastor's study, and thank you for listening. It's a privilege to be a pastor to you through the medium of radio. You can check out the archives of past Visit to the Pastor's Study programs at sermonaudio.com. Just check a Visit to the Pastor's Study, put that in the search engine, or you can go to our own website, visitthepastorsstudy.org. We appreciate your feedback or your questions. You can email me, visitpastorbill at gmail.com. Remember, Sunday is the Lord's Day. Be sure to set apart time to worship the Lord in a church that's faithful to the Word of God. And remember, everyone needs a pastor. You've been listening to this week's A Visit to the Pastor's Study, a ministry of Reformation Metro New York Incorporated in the Orthodox Presbyterian Churches of Metropolitan New York and Connecticut. For more information on the program, check out our website at www.visitthepastorsstudy.org. That's www.visitthepastorsstudy.org. Listen in next week for another Visit to the Pastor's Study. Remember, everyone needs a pastor.